Hi, I'm Nikki O'Brien and this is Quintessential Being. This podcast is a heart-driven passion project of mine. It's about sharing stories, journeys of self-discovery, giving you actionable tools, shifting perspectives. It's about bringing you anything and everything that will help you understand yourself, love who you are right now, and deepen the connection with those around you. So thanks for joining me and let's jump in. The brain is our most complex and fascinating organ, and we still basically don't even know how it works or the power that lays behind it. So things like trauma, stress, anxiety, and depression, I believe, are driven by thought patterns and beliefs, and reframing and changing our mindset around these feels like basically the door to freedom, for me anyway. So let me put it to you like this. Have you ever tried having a conversation with someone who just was not on your wavelength? It's like you're talking different languages and you need an interpreter just to communicate properly. This is often what's happening with your unconscious and conscious minds. Are you still with me? Good. Enter stage left, neuro-linguistic programming or NLP, as it's more commonly known. It's a fascinating modality that's like learning the language of your own mind. And if you found yourself aware of the negative way that you talk to yourself sometimes and wish to change it, then NLP might help. Liza Perks from Enhanced Life Coaching is a hypnotherapist, NLP practitioner and psych case specialist. She joins us today to talk about NLP and the many benefits of learning the language of your own mind. Liza Perks, thank you so much for joining me on the show. I'm so grateful to have you here. Thank you so much, Annette Nikki. I really, really appreciate you asking me. That's fabulous. So firstly, can we start with some of your own personal journey about how you came to seek NLP as a tool to help in life? Like what patterns of behavior and perspectives were you hoping to shift when you moved into this area? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I, my brother-in-law was very involved in it um, many years ago, which was very inspiring and created a lot of curiosity within me. Um, and once I got to understand it a little bit more, I realised that it can definitely shift a lot of worry. When I think back who I was, you know, pre-children or when my kids were young, I used to worry a lot about all kinds of things. Whereas now I don't really, I seem to be able to put everything in perspective now. I don't worry about things anymore. Um, I'm able to really focus on what I want to do easily with the strategies that I've created, and not created, but the strategies which I've been able to utilise through my journey. So, yeah, it's been fabulous. Wow. And so NLP talks a lot about the unconscious mind and the conscious mm-hmm. mind. Can you talk to us, well, what is the unconscious mind? Mm. Well, people call it the unconscious mind. Some people call it the subconscious mind. They're both very similar, pretty much the same. Um, it's the part of us It's that we're not really conscious of. So... Actually, 95% of our behaviour, day-to-day behaviour, is actually subconscious or in the, the unconsciousness, which means that only 5% of what we do is actually conscious, which is a bit tricky when we really want to notice, if we want to notice some of the behaviours which we're doing which we want to change, that's pretty much the most difficult thing, is actually being aware of your awareness. 
and aware of your behaviours. So um, the unconscious mind is, is, yeah, it's basically that part of us that we're not really aware of. It's that deep, our, our deep values, our attitudes, the part of us which we, yeah, we, we're not really conscious of at all. It's all um, pro, almost we run our body and our thinking through programs that which have been passed down to us through modelling from our parents or maybe through school or maybe through um, even before we were born even. So people say even before we were born, there's through epigenetics, there's been information passed down to us and that's all unconscious. So you mentioned before about worry, specifically with your kids. Mm. How does mm-hmm. fear play into this? Mm. Yeah, fear is quite a damaging emotion, actually. Mm. It's, it really does hurt the body. It, it hurts our cells. It, it hurts our um, digestion. It affects our sleep. It can create lots of cortisol in us, which can create um, lots of other health problems like diabetes. It can affect our weight as well. So cortisol can really sit around our tummy, so which then causes another worry that if we're putting on weight, then we're worrying about that. So it's like a... It's vicious just, cycle. It's a very vicious cycle. Worry is um, it's quite insidious and, um, yeah, it does cause a lot of stress and anxiety, which is one of the biggest problems worldwide is um, stressed, anxious and even depressed people through worry. Mm. Mm. And so NLP effectively breaks bad habits. Can you break mm-hmm. that down for us a little bit? Mm-hmm. So NLP, through reframing, through awareness, through understanding the cause and effect, through understanding our projections, mm. we can once we understand what we're putting out there. So NLP is NLP is a, is a very large body of work, and actually NLP doesn't really come. From, nothing in NLP comes from NLP. NLP comes from lots of different bodies of work put into a whole new umbrella. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a, so there's a lots of detail comes off of the NLP body, but basically it's about reframing um, and being very aware and um, changing our mindset. So being aware of our mindset to start with and then using strategies and protocols in able to change that mindset because once we can change that mindset, we can change our physiology. And once we change our physiology, we can change our behaviours. And once we change our behaviours, we can actually change our... We can create a different outcome, which almost seems like a whole different path. Like, so it's like uh, a creating a different reality for yourself. Correct. That's exactly right. It seems so far-fetched, but mm. definitely our mind, um, what the internal dialogue is going in our mind will definitely dictate the outcomes of the choices that we make. And if we're not happy with the outcomes or our choices, we can change that by going in, having a think about how we think, changing that thinking style and creating a different outcome which is really quite powerful when you think yeah. about it. Yeah. So you mentioned their dialogue. I'm assuming everyone mm. has a different mind language. Mm-hmm. So how mm-hmm. do I learn mine or how does someone learn their mind language? I think the best way is to be very, very conscious. So be aware that if you're saying anything to yourself that you wouldn't say to your best friend or you wouldn't say to your son or your daughter, if you're saying that to yourself, 
then we need to be very aware that that's not appropriate and that our subconscious mind is always eavesdropping on our conscious mind. And our subconscious mind basically is driven by our internal dialogue. So if we're saying to ourselves things that are inappropriate, like, uh, I, you know, I'm not good enough, then the subconscious mind, it will, it will allow you to only really see everything to prove to yourself, yeah, see, I'm not good enough. I knew I wasn't good enough. Mm. So rather than showing opportunities out there that will give you confidence of, wow, I am good enough, you'll only ever see things to prove to yourself, yeah, I, I, I'm not good enough. So it's really being very, very conscious of that internal dialogue and catching yourself out. Now, that's the, that's the hardest thing because... As I said at the beginning of our conversation, that 95% of what we say to ourselves, that internal dialogue, and our behaviours are unconscious. So we can't catch it out all the time. But if we definitely do hear ourselves saying something inappropriate, then we need to just stop and change that dialogue straight away. Yeah, so can you take us through a process you would go through using mm-hmm. NLP when you find yourself doing something like that? Mm. Well, it's really as simple as if I was um, driving along and I, my unconscious, and I'm in an area which I don't really know, I'm not familiar with, and I'm not relying on Siri to tell me where to go. I'm relying on my own instincts, and my instincts tells me to go right. But then I double take that, and I think, no, no, no. I think it's left. I think we'll go left. I go left, and then I realise I was right the first time. My unconscious mind told me it was right, but I didn't listen to it, didn't believe it. And then if I said to myself, oh, I'm so stupid stupid me, I should have realised that, well then I would straight away catch myself saying that and go, no, 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 that was a great learning. Mm. Wow, next time I need to really listen to my intuition and the first thing that comes up into my mind is usually the right thing. So rather than beating myself up about it, just tapping into the intuition and actually talking to myself and being gentle with myself, um, that, that's the kind of thing I, I use a lot and the more you tap into that, the more messages you tend to get and the more you trust that internal dialogue and it's more of a cause and effect. Which yeah, is, uh, really and that's such powerful. a process as well. We really have to be patient in our, with ourselves in that process, don't mm-hmm. we? Like it's not yes. it's not something that you... How long have you been doing it for, Nyliza? I've been doing... Do you mean doing that process or do you mean doing NLP? Doing NLP or? and those kind of processes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I've been doing... Well, I've been very interested in the body and the mind and neuroscience probably for... 15 years, but doing NLP on its own as a body of work, I've been doing that probably for nearly, yeah, probably three and a half years yeah, okay. as, a, as a modality. Yeah. Um, but I'm very interested in people's behaviour and, in, and um, yeah, particularly the brain. I'm quite fascinated with that. So It is fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it true that there's an element of hypnosis to NLP? Mm, there is actually, yes. You wouldn't think it. You, we tend to think of hypnosis as a separate entity to everything else. But no, um, it's interesting, hypnosis, we actually go through hypnosis every single day. We don't even realise it. That um, doesn't surprise the... me, actually. In no. the world that we live in, that's how, <laughs> totally. that's how the marketing people get us, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. Television, as soon as you open up your eyes in the morning, yeah. you're in a trance. As soon as, you, even when you're driving to work, you, you might just suddenly think, yep, yeah, I've got to go to work. And then halfway through, you think, oh my God. How did I get how did here? I, how the hell did I get yeah, here? Why that did I even to me. stop? Yes, so so yes, NLP definitely, um, some of the protocols and some of the work we do, um, the words are quite trancey. Um, and just doing that, even just that internal, as I was saying before, about 
that in listening into your internal dialogue, that's quite trancey. That's quite that's internal trance. So, um, yeah, it's there's correlations. They're very strong. They kind of go arm in arm. So, yeah. and what's the reason for using that kind of hypnosis state? Is that because it's more direct? Uh, like a direct phone line to your unconscious mind? Is is that mm-hmm. the reasoning behind it? Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, what we have, as we said before, we've got the conscious mind and we've got the subconscious mind. And in between the two, we've got something called the critical faculty. And that's it's almost like a policewoman kind of standing there allowing certain information to come in and some not. So when we're under um, hypnosis, that critical faculty gets taken away temporarily so then all good suggestions or all positive suggestions or any and this can also be the same for negative I suppose if you're watching a a marketing you know uh, something on television advert those kind of suggestions also go in as well you know I want to buy those biscuits or I need to buy Mm. those chips or eat that food or whatever but in the hypnotic in a hypnotherapy kind of um, environment Going under a hypnosis, it just breaks down or removes that critical faculty, that filter, mm-hmm. that policewoman filter. She kind of steps aside and all those positive suggestions come through and just land directly into the subconscious mind and that becomes a new belief. And then through that new belief, as I said before about your your mindset, then that turns into a, um, a new way of thinking which then creates new um, physiology new behaviors and then a new outcome so that's Mm. kind of yeah how it works and you said before that you're fascinated by the brain so do you in your clinical experience find Mm. some commonality especially with women or mums coming to you um, the kinds of things the programs they're running the behaviors the patterns of belief uh, what would someone have that can typically come to NLP and get help with? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, definitely young women and um, young mums definitely are often quite stressed. And they, um, they what, what happens is I do a process called Psych-K as well, which is not like NLP, but it, it's, um, it's a different modality. And what I've learned through the physiology of the person's body um, that sometimes there can be a, um, the, we have the left and right hemisphere of the brain and one side of the hemisphere can be blocked. So they say that the left side of the hemisphere is all evidence and processes and information and the right hemisphere is all about intuition and creativity. And sometimes one of those hemispheres can get blocked which doesn't allow that young mum or that stressed out uh, woman to be able to see an obstacle or a stressor coming their way whole-brained. Mm. They might not see the whole picture because they're in that deep stress. So, so yes, it, it does show through um, physiology if, if there's one side, you know, like a blockage or um, even like a, a, yeah, like a stress. So there's two things I want to ask there. You've brought up so interesting things. First of all, what is Psych K? And second of all, before the the question runs out of my head, is there a commonality with, you know, is it always left brain that people or is it either or? To answer the second question first, Mm -hmm. um, I find most people, so what I 
through my um, experience with clients, uh, they mostly are left brain. When they're in that stress and they're in that, um, in, right in it, when they're going through that process of, of the You're problem. You're in like a place of pain, right? Yeah, and they're very much into all the processes. How am I going to fix this? And mm. who's the best person to talk to? And, and how am I going to um, deal with this problem? And, and should I give me practical ring? tools. <laughs> give me practical, yeah. And they're all about looking outside themselves. Somebody else must yes. say, how can I do this? Whereas imagine if you could uh, approach a, um, a stressor or an obstacle with the right side being activated. So trust in that intuition. Mm. So and and having that creativity, seeing the obstacle is in a whole like, okay, so yes, I do need to get the right person to support me, but what is there some is there a reason why this is happening? Do I you know what's the root cause of this problem? Why is this happening to me? And that is very powerful when a person can think whole-brained like that. That is amazing because that the answers are often right within us. Actually. Yeah, and I, am I am I right in saying that not many people actually think whole-brained? It, it, absolutely, not many people do at all. And there's only really two ways that we can be whole-brained, and that is through through learning a language and through music. So oh, wow. if we do those two things, that will activate that right hemisphere equally. Um, but most people don't have time to learn a new language, and most people don't have time to play a piano, especially as adults. It's pretty much the last thing we want so, to do is so, do that. Sorry, there's a distinction there between learning an instrument and listening to music. Learn, yes, no. Yes. Listen, I think listening is 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 a beautiful um, experience and it's calming. But yeah. when it comes to actually creating new synapses and neurotransmitters and getting one um, side to talk network, to the other, yes, then I think definitely learning um, is a is a whole. It's learning as well when you think music is a language. Okay. Um, so learning yeah, those yeah. notes and learn, yeah. So that that is definitely is very activating on that right side. Um, and also another thing you can do, people that want to activate that right side more, is use their non-dominant hand. Mm. Maybe when they're having their food, maybe when they're cleaning their teeth, or just day to day. Even if it were just did it for a few of them, your main tasks, a person could use their opposite hand, which would feel totally weird and uncomfortable and strange. But if you can get a habit of doing that, um, that will also activate that right side or the the other, the weaker side, the side that we don't activate, which would create more intu- intuition and more creativity, which so would be really powerful. Have you just given us a life hack, Liza? If we're a bit stri- if we're a bit stressed <laughs> out, and we're feeling overwhelmed, a bit anxious, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. do a few things with your non-dominant mm-hmm. hand, and it mm-hmm. can bring you back down. Wow! Mm-hmm. Thank you so much yes. for that beautiful That's piece of okay. advice. <laughs> That's beautiful. That was excellent. And thank going you. back to what is Psych K? Yes, the Psyche is, uh, is it's been around for about thirty years, um, and it's it's basically is a user friendly way to rewrite the software of your mind and change the print out of your life. So, a lot of it is to do with the brain. It's um, as I discussed before, we have the two hemispheres of the brain, and the left side of the brain um, connects to the right side of the body, and the right side of the brain connects to the left side of the body. And we have a midline. And it's almost like uh, a brain looks very much, well, it looks nearly exactly like a, a walnut. Mm-hmm. When you think about pulling a walnut out of its shell, the seam down the middle, the way it looks, the shape is like a brain. Mm-hmm. And that seam in the middle, we call that the corpus callosum. When we're really, really stressed and worried about things, 
that corpus callosum gets quite tight and so inflammation jumping from the left to the right gets a bit more difficult. Mm. So site K, what that does is we do certain protocols and balances in order to relax that corpus callosum. So then the information can jump easily from the left to the right so we can be more whole-brained about a past trauma or a present trauma or a future worry or um, a program that's running that we don't want to run anymore that we might have been passed down from our parents perhaps, a money program or perhaps a, a, a not good enough program, mm-hmm. that, that type of thing. So, yeah, it's, it's a wonderful um, modality. It's very gentle, it's very fast and, and effective and powerful. Yeah, wow, um, thank you. Yeah. It's okay. It's not like you can get in there and massage that section, is it? <laughs> no, it's not really, no. It's probably a, it's an external massage, let's <laughs> say that. <Yeah. laughs> um, so lastly, before I let you go, I ask every guest this. What uh-huh. does spirituality mean to you? Mm. I think um, spirituality to me is really tapping in to our inner inner. Inner spirit. I think we, we people call, call, they talk about God and they talk about you know that, those religions, but I think God is actually in us, in our, each of our body. And I think we can tap into whatever we want to call it, God, source, the power, the iCloud, or whatever you want to call it. It's in our body. So spirituality to me is about trusting my intuition and... Um, and listening to my, that inner voice all the time and almost like it's my best friend. So, mm. and treating it with, um, with respect. So, wow, yeah. what a lovely sentiment. What book have you found recently that has inspired you and helped you to become a better version of yourself? Absolutely. Well, I've got many, many books in my clinic, but the one that I have absolutely pulled apart and loved it to pieces, I've actually even transcribed some parts of it because I loved it so much, is a book called Letting Go. It's quite a thick book. It's The Pathway of Surrender by David R. Hawkins. Um, he's written other books as well, so The Power Versus Force and Healing and Recovery and a few other ones. But the Letting Go one, I believe, is his signature book. And it's packed, absolutely jam-packed full of goodies. Um, yeah, a wonderful, wonderful book. So I highly recommend that one. You get that on Amazon, I think. I don't know if you can get it at bookstores, but... Totally love it. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. It was wonderful. Liza Perks there from Enhanced Life Coaching. Oh, I just love having these conversations. I feel like you can just pick up so much to help yourself. Keeping on top of mental health can sometimes feel like such a battle and anything that helps us understand ourselves and helps us communicate to ourselves in a better way and accept more and who we are in our wholeness uh, has my full tick of approval. So some of the gold nuggets that I walked away with from that conversation are learning a language or a musical instrument to approach life in a more whole-brained way can definitely give you less stress. And I never knew that. I never looked at learning a language or a musical instrument in that way. I always thought it was a bit of a pain in the ass, but there you go. A great way to bring down stress levels is by using your non-dominant hand to do simple tasks like brush your teeth, eat your dinner, 
dust if you want to. That was a huge takeaway for me. We are, as women, as Liza said in that convo, are usually left-brained when it comes to stress. Instead of using our whole brain um, to approach obstacles or stresses, I found that so interesting and definitely something I'll use moving forward. Another one which I think that I knew, but it's good to constantly be reminded of this, hypnosis. We are in hypnosis and unconscious a lot of the time, like driving to work and you get to work and you didn't even know how you got there because you just weren't in the present moment. It's like the same thing, right? Hypnosis and not being in the present moment. So that was such a powerful reminder for me to really um, be aware of my thoughts and be aware of what I'm doing in each and every moment. So thank you, Liza. If you're interested in learning more about Liza, NLP, Site K, any of the things that we mentioned today, you can find her at her website, enhancedlifecoachingsa.com.au. As always, thank you from my heart to yours for listening today. And if you resonated with anything that came up today, please share this episode, send it to a friend, rate, review. I would so appreciate it. You can head to quintessentialbeing.com for all the show notes and info. Until next time, big love. Big love.